Hello, listeners. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another week on the Real Honest Podcast. Today, we are discussing the irrelevance of opinions. Um, I'm going to start with the what I'm learning from God right now. So the um, the sermons that have been preached at my church of late have really been focused on like finding your identity in Christ rather than in your job or your role in your family or or really anything else outside of Christ. Like um, we had a guest pastor this week who talked about how our value is not depreciated by anything that we have done. So it's kind of like if you struggle with depression, like not defining yourself by that. So like not letting, don't lead with, I'm a depressed person, you know, like lead with, I'm a person and depression is something that I struggle with that, you know, I'm managing with therapy and or medication and or Jesus or like, you know, whatever. But it's mostly just reminding yourself that you still have value. And if people on this earth cannot see your value, that does not matter. If people on this earth judge you because of something that you've said or done and your value decreases in that person's eyes, that still is not decreasing your actual value. Like it matters how God sees you, not how other people are seeing you. Which, yes, of course, I know this is easier said than done, as are most things in life. But I think something that we can all do to help each other with this is not give advice or opinions, honestly, the majority of the time. Like, I think if you're in a mentor-mentee relationship, then it's expected that you're going to give advice and opinions, um... I don't really have a good example for that because I have not yet ever had a working relationship with my boss where I felt like they were a mentor. Like the boss that I've had in all my jobs have has been more of a hindrance to my growth um, than helping. So I personally do not have a mentor. I have never had one. Um, I do have a therapist that I think is really helpful and Um, For anyone that doesn't go to therapy, like a therapist's job is not to tell you what to do. It is to be an advocate for you and to help you look at things from different lenses. So you might, for example, like be nervous about talking to your boss about something. So in my opinion, a good therapist would talk you through like, why are you nervous about sharing this thing with your boss? Like, let's go through what are all the different possible outcomes of the conversation that are making you nervous or anxious or not wanting to have it? What are the possible positive outcomes? And then like, what's your goal? Like, what's your goal of the conversation? So your therapist would help you name like, why am I anxious or afraid of having the conversation? And then what do I want out of the conversation? And then how do I get it? And then would talk you through like different um, things that you could say 
to get the point across or different things like that. Um, but what they should not be doing is say like, okay, you want to raise, here's a script, like take this to work and read this to your boss. And that should get you a raise. Like that's not the point of therapy. I guess I do have, I volunteer with my sorority where I kind of serve in a mentor capacity and I try to mirror what my therapist does for me with um, the undergraduate student that I advise. So basically whenever she comes to me and she's like, you know, this happened at this event last weekend, what do you think I should do? I always say like, well, what are your options? Like what are, you know, I start with like, walk me through the incident start to finish and then walk me through the different options of like, if say that she's telling me disciplinary action needs to be taken upon an an individual for an incident that happened. I would say like, what are the different options of disciplinary action that we can take? And I'll have her walk me through all of those. And then I'll say like, okay, do you think any of those is fitting for what happened? Or do you think that we should look at different avenues? And I, I basically walk her through making her own decision. I very rarely, if ever, will tell her what I would do in the situation. If she ever says, what do you think I should do? I'm like, what do you think you should do? Because I am there to empower her and support her decisions. I'm not there to walk her through step by step what to do. And I think this is true for all of us in life. Like, I think if a person is constantly going to other people, asking what to do and just doing what somebody else told them to do, I think that's alarming. Like, I think if there's a person in your life that like cannot make a decision on their own and is always coming to you to have you make decisions for them, I think there's something questionable going on on both ends of that relationship that both people should explore. But I think at the end of the day, your opinion on another person's life is almost always irrelevant. And I say almost always because obviously, if you are making decisions that impact other people, then yes, their opinions are going to be relevant depending on the specifics, right? So like, let's say if there's a married couple with children and one of one half of the couple gets a new job and is going to move across the country, their family is going to have to go with them or potentially not. But either way, there's going to have to be a discussion and an agreement between the two spouses of like, we're moving (laughs) or you're moving and I'm staying with the kids and then here's the custody agreement, like both sides are going to have to weigh in on that. Depending on the age of the kids, they may or may not get to weigh in. But you know, that's a clear example of like, if you're married with children and you decide to take a job on the other side of the country or in another country, like, yeah, you're going to have to weigh in your spouse's opinion. If you are on your own and you're taking a job across the country, you're the only person whose opinion matters. It's like, do you have the means to move? Do you want to move? Do you want the job? That kind of thing. And in that case, like if you have a close friend that doesn't want you to move, or if your mom doesn't think that it sounds like a good job for you, it doesn't matter. It matters if you want to move and it matters if you think it's a good job for you. And you need to just run with that because at the end of the day, 
even if you are asking for or getting advice from someone that has been through a similar situation, they are not you. And so the two of you can react to the exact same situation differently. You know, like parents love to say like, I've lived more life than you. Like I'm older, I'm wiser. Not necessarily like what have you been doing with your life versus what have I been doing with my life? It's totally possible for me at 30 to have had more experiences than you at 60, depending on how we each choose to live our respective lives. But the whole point is that everyone is different. So we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to each other. We should be comparing ourselves to our past selves and to the person that we are desiring to be. Like a really good example that I like to give about this is... When I was in college, I worked at the university center and we were like the information hub on campus. So anytime somebody was lost or if they needed directions or connections or somebody's contact information, like we were where they would come or call to get the information. And I remember I had a coworker, he and I became very good friends and we both hated this school. We were in completely different degree programs, but we both hated them. And whenever we worked together, like we would just bitch and complain to each other about how much we hated that school. And our boss stopped scheduling us together. And she pulled me into her office one day and was like, essentially told me that it was not appropriate for he and I to be complaining about the school because since we were employed by the school and we worked at the university center, it was our job to put our best foot forward and sell the school to people second to the student ambassadors who worked in the admissions office and gave tours. She's like, you guys are really like right underneath them as far as people that should be selling this school. Most of the time he and I were working like the closing shift together or the opening shift. And I think we opened at like six o'clock in the morning. We wouldn't really get any foot traffic until nine. And when we were closing, we closed at like 11 p.m. or midnight, and we were usually done getting foot traffic around nine. So it was usually he and I just kind of sitting there together, hanging out. Like it wasn't often that there was anyone else around to hear our conversations. And I also think that he and I were very professional and we were very good about like, even if we were having a conversation, like as soon as somebody walked up to the desk, we would jump up and be like, hey, how can we help you? And, um, so I told my boss at the time, I was like, you know, I absolutely will stop complaining about going to school here, um, because you've asked me to, and you're my boss and like, I'm going to do what you say, obviously, but I just would like to also let you know that this is not a, a good school for me or for this coworker that I was talking to. Like we both, hated it there and like desperately wanted to leave, but also didn't want to transfer and worry about credits not transferring because I had already transferred once and it we, did, we didn't want to be behind. Like we were trying to graduate and get out of there as soon as possible. And I told her, but just because I don't like it here doesn't mean that other students won't love it here. I know a lot of people that I went to college with who loved our school and had great experiences. So I told her, you know, like if prospective students and their parents come up to the desk and they're asking me to honestly share my experience with them, I'm not going to come out and say that I hate it. I'm going to give them like some pros and cons. I'm going to say, 
this is a commuter school. 75% of the students commute. I'm one of them. Parking is a nightmare. Like that is a, a real tangible thing that nobody can disagree with. Um, I have experience living on campus and living off campus, so I can give them the pros and cons of those. I would tell them that like, I love the library. I hang out in the university center a lot. Like I can just talk about student life. And then based on who they are and what they're looking for in a school, I would be able to share information with them to help them make the decision. But I'm not here to sell anyone on this school. And I'm also not here to turn people away. Like I'm just a student that goes here. And if people ask about my experience in relation to whatever their question is, like whatever brought them to the desk, if they were lost and they're looking for a map and they're like, by the way, like, you know, what's your experience here been? You know, I'm happy to share that with people, but I don't share it in a way where I'm ever saying like, I hate it here. So you should hate it here too. It's like, I think that this school is for a very specific type of student who is not me, but I meet that kind of student a lot. And I would honestly say to them, you will thrive here if you choose this school. Like this seems like it really is the place for you. But I just, it bothers me that she made this assumption that because he and I didn't like going there, that we were constantly negative and down on it and wanting everyone else to hate it too. Because, you know, my roommate loved our school and she had a great experience and I never told her like, you need to hate it because I do. Like, I just don't, I'm not a person that is interested in forcing anyone else to adopt my opinion. I think that if we all had the same opinions about everything, then life would be very boring and there would be no need to have a conversation with anybody ever. So I'm going to move into my hard conversation of the week because it really is the main reason that I called this episode, Your Opinion is Irrelevant. Um, so there is a girl that I know we're going to call her Callie. I met Callie probably two years ago. She and I initially met because I was very good friends with her boyfriend. And I have mentioned this man to you guys before where he's a friend of mine that I met at church and he and I were very close. Like he was one of my best, best friends for a few years. And then he and another one of my friends started dating and they both like individually took me out to dinner to like announce to me that they were dating. And it felt very uncomfortable to me at the time, even looking back on the memory, it's so uncomfortable. And I honestly have never discussed it with either of them to understand like fully what the intention was, because I think that they were trying to be conscious of the fact that my relationship with each of them was going to change because they were going to be spending more time with each other. Therefore, they were both going to be spending less time with me. And I think he particularly was done spending one-on-one time with me because that doesn't feel appropriate to him when he's in a relationship, which I totally respect and understand, but he never said that in the conversation. Like each of them individually sat me down and just kind of said like, Hey, so me and -and so-and-so are dating now. And to whichever one of them told me first, I said, Oh, congratulations. And to whichever one of them told me second, I was like, yeah, I know I had dinner with your girlfriend slash boyfriend last night. Like I already know, but congratulations, I guess. They both just kind of like asked me like, how, how are you feeling about that? Um, and I'm like, like, I don't care. Like, I don't have an opinion. Your relationship is your relationship. Like, what, is, what does it matter what I feel, how I feel about it? 
Um, and so as I'm sure many of you were assuming while listening to this, I suspect that they both thought that I had a crush on this man and they were trying to like gently tell me like shut that down because he's not into you. He's dating her, which I very much did not have a crush on him. I have never flirted with him. Not one time in my entire life. I have never wanted to. I have never been interested. Like he has been strictly a platonic friend since the day that I met him. And while I very much enjoy talking to him and I love spending time with him, like I'm just not interested in us dating and neither is he and never has been. But I think somebody felt differently about there was something I was given off into the universe that some people were receiving differently because I'm like, why else did they want to have this conversation with me? So anyway, fast forward to those two had broken up. This friend of mine is now dating Callie. And so when he first introduced me to her, when he was single, like he and I went back to being super close. And then it was another situation where like now he had another girl, new girlfriend. So I'm kind of just like, okay, I know the drill. We're not going to hang out anymore because you're spending all this time with your new girlfriend. And I feel like he introduced me to her is kind of like, uh, we're not going to be friends anymore. So you guys can be friends kind of thing. Um, but Callie and I hit it off pretty immediately. I mean, I actually adore her. I think she's so cool. And just like upon meeting her, I was like, oh my gosh, this is my new best friend. I can't wait to hang out with her. And I was like, dude, I'm thrilled that you found her. Like, she's amazing. This is great. That was about two years ago. She and I have hung out a total of four times in the last two years And a few weeks ago, she invited me over and essentially spent three to four hours telling me what I need to do to get into her inner circle. (laughs) I don't actually recall how we got on the topic, but I was sharing with her something that I think I did a whole episode here about a few weeks ago, but I was sharing with her how I feel like I put... 95% of the effort into all of my relationships. Like I feel like I am always the one reaching out, always the one instigating, always the one organizing. And if I don't do it, then it doesn't happen. And if I just sit back and wait for my friends to contact me, I won't hear from them. And if I sit back and I wait for somebody else to plan the vacation, it won't happen. And it just makes me really tired. And it also makes me really sad because I feel like I want to talk to my friends on a regular basis, but it feels like they don't want to talk to me because they're responding when I reach out, but they're not instigating. And so I had shared that with her and she looked at me and she kind of said like, would you be willing to listen? Like, can can I give you some advice here? So I, I will say... In her defense, she did ask that question. (laughs) And I should have said no (laughs) and moved on. But I want to always be open to growth. I want to always be open to learning. And really and truly, like if my friends have feedback that they want to give me, I want to be open to hearing it. I think that feedback is different than advice. Either way, 
what she proceeded to give was not feedback. (laughs) It was quite honestly a very confusing waste of my night, but I guess it, it gave me insight into our friendship or rather lack thereof. She starts to tell me that an observation that she has made about me is that I am very heavy in a way that she has to prepare for, where she says like, she really needs our friendship to be lighter to where all we do is share like memes and make each other laugh and we're not having like a deep conversation. And then she says like, it's fine if we have a deep life talk every once in a while, but like in between those deep life talks, I need days where we just like meet up and don't talk about anything heavy. And I'm just sitting here like, we have hung out four times in the last two years. So we're averaging seeing each other once a quarter, which when you see someone that infrequently a lot of time has passed and there's going to be a lot to catch up on also the four times that we've hung out we have sat at one of our houses to talk or we have gone out to have a meal and talk like you have never invited me to like a game night or hey let's go to top golf or i don't know you know like we've never done any like fun light activity (laughs) like we're always just like sitting on the couch having a deep life talk which is absolutely what I love you know but I'm not trying to make anyone uncomfortable so I'm like if you want to just play games and like not talk that's chill with me but maybe say that before inviting me over to sit on your couch and talk like I don't know kudos to you for identifying what you need in a relationship and asking for it it's just very strange when like I haven't seen her talk to you in eight months and then this is what you invite me over to tell me which maybe was an explanation of why I hadn't seen her talk to you in eight months but at the same time I'm like the time to tell me would have been like when you're asking to do something but like again you asked me to come sit here and talk and then complain about that's all that we do But so she also tells me that I'm super heavy on social media to the point where she has unfollowed me and can't look at my stories anymore. And I'm sitting there like, oh, like, what is, what are you talking about? Because really and truly, like, I don't think I have shared anything on my Instagram story for at least the last eight months that was not about Taylor Swift or Barbie. (laughs) Like, I talk about Taylor Swift and Barbie every day of my life, but I'm sitting there like genuinely like I do not recall anything else that I posted in almost a year now and she couldn't remember what the post was she told me that it wasn't recent it was back when we first met each other so almost two years ago and she essentially said that like I posted something one time that bothered her and so then she stopped following my stories and I'm just sitting here like If I posted one thing one time, you don't have the information to form an opinion that I am heavy on social media. Like for me to be heavy on social media, that has to be the majority of my posts. Otherwise, I was heavy one time in one post two years ago. (laughs) But also I'm sitting here like if my posts bother you, as that one did, unfollow me as you did. Like, we don't need to sit here and talk about it because my social media is my social media. It is my platform for me to say whatever I want. 
And if you don't like what I'm saying, then my content is not for you. And that's fine. We essentially got into a conversation about how like she's a highlight reel girl. Like Callie is on social media to post her highlights, to look at other people's highlights. And she just wants it a happy little fake world. And I am on social media to mostly to get entertainment news, um, but also to get like real life updates from people. And so, you know, we had talked about, like she said that if she sees on social media that someone's struggling, like that doesn't help her. And it kind of sends her into like a spiral. And I was like, okay, that's really good to know. Because when I see somebody on social media say that they're struggling or that they've had a hard day or they're crying or they went through a breakup or whatever, like that really does help me because I'm like, you're real. Like that's how you're really feeling right now. Like if somebody is grinning ear to ear and has a full face of makeup and every single one of their posts, I am like, you're, you're, this is a persona or this is a character. Like this isn't really who you are. And so I told her, like, it sounds like, like you and I are on social media for different things. We follow different people and that's okay. But you, what you don't need to do is sit here and tell me how I need to change what I post, even though you don't even know what I post because you unfollowed me two years ago. So why are we talking about it? Um, But I thought that was weird. And then she moves into, and this is like all in her response to saying like, I reach out all the time and nobody reaches back to me. So she starts telling me that we each are the sum total of the five people that we spend the most time with. And she would love for me to be one of those people. But currently I'm not because I'm so heavy and it really exhausts her to have to like build up time and energy to be with me because I'm just like so heavy and complainy and I am just sitting there like this girl has shared just as much deep life shit with me about her own life as I have with her about mine so I'm just you know like we have never had a conversation where she said like hey I can't really hold space for this right now I'm not really in the mood for it um And she also went on to say that like she is all self-actualized and has manifested her current place in life where like work is perfect and relationship is perfect and finances are perfect and just everything is on track and she manifested all of that and she just like needs me to get there. Um, And then she goes into how I make terrible decisions specifically with men and she just really worries about me because she gives advice and I don't take her advice and she doesn't know that we can be closer friends if I'm not gonna take her advice so one of the things she had advised me is back when I was in the situationship she was like stop talking to this man immediately get away from him he's terrible for you (laughs) so here's the thing y'all if I say the sentence to you I am in a situationship with a man I am in love with him and he has a substance abuse issue. If that's the sentence that I say to you, you're probably making some immediate assumptions, right? The first thing you're assuming is what my relationship is with him. Assume that you haven't heard me talk about him on like lots of previous episodes, right? All you're hearing is the sentence that I just said. So you are defining situationship in your mind and you're painting a picture of what my relationship with this person is. You are also, because I said I'm in love with him, depending on who you are and what your relationship status is and how well you know me, 
you are either assuming that he and I are like in a relationship, like in love with each other, or you're assuming that I love him and he doesn't love me back. And then the third assumption that you're probably making is you're starting to make guesses at what substance he could possibly be abusing. There are a lot of details there that your brain is automatically filling in that I have not given you. So if you had said the sentence to me and I care to know more, I would ask some follow-up questions to you. I would first say, like, define situationship. Like, spell out for me, what is your relationship with this man? And then, okay, when you say you are in love with him, like, why did you share that detail with me? Like, are you are you dating him? Are you pursuing dating him? Does he love you? Like, what's going on there? And then the third question would be like, what is the substance abuse issue? Like what specifically is the substance? How bad is it? How long has it been going on? Like all this stuff. But the first sentence is all that I said to this girl the last time that we hung out, which was like at least six months ago. (laughs) And her response was like, oh, stop talking to that person. They're terrible for you. So literally while she and I were sitting on the couch and she was telling me like everything that's wrong with my life and everything I need to fix, you know, she said again, like, you didn't take my advice when I told you to stop talking to that man. And I was like, I barely know you. Like, again, you and I have hung out four times in the last two years. And he and I have spent a significant amount of time talking to each other. And we know each other very well. So even if you had a past relationship with a person with the same substance abuse issue. And let's say that you guys were also in a situationship and you were also in love with that person and all the other information that I have given you was the same in your personal experience. Do you understand that like you and the person that you had the experience with are different people than me and the person I'm having the experience with? This is now four different people that all have different goals, that are all looking at things from a different lens. So you might be telling me about something that happened to you with the intent of your story being a cautionary tale so that I don't end up with the same heartbreak that you did. But the thing is like, you can tell me step-by-step everything that you wish you would have done when it happened to you. And I can follow step-by-step everything that you wish you had done in my situation. And it can still land me a different outcome because we are different people and we look at things differently and it's always gonna be different. So I'm sitting here looking at her like, why would I cut one of my best friends out of my life on the counsel of somebody that I barely know? You know, like, are you gonna fill the time that he's currently filling in my life? No, you're not. (laughs) So literally, what is this? Um, I tell this whole story to you guys because I genuinely think that Callie was at least trying to come from a genuine place. Like I think in her mind, she convinced herself that she was helping me. Like she sees herself as like all self-actualized, like she's damn near reached Nirvana and she's like, I'm doing so well. Like I just want to spread the wealth and spread the love and help somebody else. (laughs) I truly think that's at least where she believes she was coming from. The way that the conversation came off to me is that she is perfect and I am a lowlife 
and I need to make all of these changes to my life so that I can earn a spot in her top five inner circle. (laughs) And throughout this whole conversation, there was not a single moment where she paused to ask if I wanted to be in her inner circle and if I wanted to change anything about my life. And so I think that when whenever you are listening to someone tell a story and you think that the person telling the story is crazy or you think something about their story is crazy and you think that you have the ability to help them, you probably don't. <laughs> but you also probably should ask some follow-up questions. Yes, the first one should be like, can I give you advice here or do you just want me to listen? But even if the person says like, because when I responded to her, whenever she asked like, do you mind if I give you advice? My response to her was, I'm not going to guarantee that I'll take it, but sure, I will listen to your opinion. The person getting the advice should take it with a grain of salt and the person giving the advice should give it with a grain of salt. You know, if you're going to give advice, you should give that advice saying, hey, here's my lens. Here's what I know about you. Here's what you've shared with me about the situation. Here's how I'm thinking through it and feeling about it. And here's what I think you should do based on that. But again, you do what you want to do, what makes you comfortable I don't have all the insight. I don't have all the answers. Like I can sit here and listen to you tell me your story in great detail. And I probably still do not have the whole picture. Like when it comes to the situationship and like that dude that I was in love with, there is not a soul on this earth (laughs) who has the whole story from my perspective, not even him. Like, not even Cameron. Like, there are details in this story that I'm just not going to share with anyone because it's just not their fucking business. This girl had also brought up, she's like, she's like, she's telling me that I make terrible decisions with men and she's really, really worried about me because I dated this married guy and then I dated this guy that's on drugs. And I am like, so brief recap for anyone that doesn't know, like, the last, like, full-on relationship that I was in was about eight years ago when I lived in California. I, like, met a guy, fell in love, we dated and were long distance for two and a half years, and then he wrote me a letter confessing that he's married with children. That's all the information about that that I care to give you. So that's all the information you're gonna get. Literally, do not ask me about it. If I have not already told you the story, I will not tell you the story. I'm done talking about it. I'm done with the stupid questions that I get about it. But the piece that I want to drive home is like, I dated him for two and a half years before I was informed that he was married with children. So I feel like for her to like throw this back in my face, I think I like casually mentioned it to her because we were watching a movie where somebody was cheating and like she had been like really badly deceived and hurt by a previous relationship. And I was trying to relate to her by sharing that I had been through something similar. Um, And she just was so absurdly judgmental. And I'm just like, nobody chooses to date married guys. (laughs) Just like nobody. I mean, well, I shouldn't say nobody. There, there's some people in the world that look for that specifically. I was telling her like, you know, you're sitting here telling me that I make bad decisions because I date married guys and guys on drugs. Like, first of all, the time that I was dating the guy that was married, I, he wasn't a married man to me. So let's also, let's pull back there. And then I was like, the guy 
Um, the more recent guy, I have never dated him. I have never been on a date with him. I do not plan to ever go on a date with him. As I told you, like I said, this is somebody that I know that I am in love with. That's the relationship. We're not together. We've never been together. And I was very clear with you about that. You made assumptions and you didn't ask any follow-up questions. And then you told me what to do. And so basically my conclusion of this conversation with her is that I have zero desire to be in her inner circle. I have zero desire to ever see her speak to this girl again because she's so judgmental. And I'm sitting there like, now, if I were to just start sending her memes and have like a light, fun, happy conversation about nothing, I wouldn't be doing it because I want to. I would be doing it because she told me to. And I feel like she's Regina George and she's pretty and popular and I want to be in her inner circle. So I have to do this thing, but I really don't want to do. And I'm just not interested in being fake like that. I'm just not. But also she, I have never in my life called this girl to like talk through a problem or ask her advice on anything. I have never done that. And now I never will because I know that she is constantly judging me. And she even said that in the conversation. She's like, you just make these decisions that I find myself judging you a little bit. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to, but I find myself doing it. And I'm just like, this sounds like a you problem. This isn't an issue with if me and my decisions. Like, if you are judging me, that is on you. And I'm a person that like, I try really, really hard to never judge anyone. You know, it's like, if I hear of a story and I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, that would never happen to me, that means that I'm really not in touch with myself because what I have found over the years is that you absolutely never know what you will do until you are in a situation. Um, But for people out there, like if you find people pulling away from you and like not wanting to share things with you, take a look in the mirror about how you are reacting when your friends share things with you. Are you a safe person to share things with or are you making me feel super judged so I'm gonna shut down and not tell you anything anymore? When I first was driving home from this girl's house, I definitely was not where I am right now. I was very sad and I was thinking like, oh my gosh, this is why I don't have any friends. Like nobody wants to talk to me because I am so dark and heavy and sad all the time. And all I do is complain. Um, And I sat with that for like the 40 minute drive home that I had. And then I called a few other friends for confirmation because I was like, is this how you receive me? Like I just had this really long conversation with this girl who like is saying all of this about me and I legitimately like I don't want to be a person that cannot take feedback and who's not willing to change or who's not willing to grow um so I did consult like various other friends who like all disagreed with her and just like spoke truth to me because in the moment I was giving her too much power like I sat there and listened to her and asked her follow-up questions and let her essentially tell me that like (laughs) I've got too many changes that I need to make and I'm just like depressing and terrible and sad and make horrible decisions and whatever and I'm just like you know if even one or two of my other friends has agreed with her I I more would have been in a place where I'm like okay there's like definitely something that I'm doing that like I need to work on here and I'm totally open to that but I think this was more a case of like I left this girl's house driving home feeling like 
no one wants to be friends with me because everyone views me the way that this girl does when that wasn't true. Like she's the only person that views me this way. And so then I could sit there and ask myself, okay, well, if I have to be inauthentic on social media and if I can't feel comfortable about like sitting on my friend's couch and having a deep life talk and I'm now going to constantly worry about like, oh, did I send her enough memes last week for her to be comfortable hanging out with me today? Like, is that somebody that I want to be friends with? Like, is that work that I want to do? And no, <laughs> it's not. And also like this girl does not determine my value. Like she saw one post that I made one time could not even tell me, was it a song lyric? Was it something that I said? Was it something that like came from me or something that I shared that someone else posted? Like could not give me any of those details. So I'm just like, all right, you saw one post one time and decided that I'm heavy and dark. You've spent four meals or nights sitting on the couch with me and decided that I'm super heavy and you don't like that. But like, that doesn't mean that I am less valuable as a person or a friend. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad friend. It just means that I'm an incompatible friend for you. And that's okay. I had shared with her the whole thing about like, I feel like I'm doing all the work and like, I'm just trying so hard to be closer friends with people and nobody's reaching back. Like that was an insecurity that I have. And she just fed into that and like made it worse. Whereas I feel like the people that truly care about us have different ways of going about it. I'm not saying that she needed to agree with me. Like, I'm not saying that anyone needs to agree with me or say like, oh, Samantha, you're perfect. Like, you never do anything wrong. Like, I'm not crazy, okay? I, I'm fully, fully aware that I am not, I'm far from perfect. I also don't desire to be perfect. Like, that's not what I'm striving to. If the roles were reversed, like if she had come to me and said like, I feel like I'm really, really working hard at friendships and people are not reaching back and like it's just kind of draining me and I'm feeling really sad like nobody wants to be friends with me I think the first thing I would have said is well I don't feel that way like I I really like you and I think that you're cool um and I would then give specific reasons of like if I had not been reaching out you know I would probably say like I've been this is really hard for me because I I don't ever not respond to people (laughs) so I'm trying to summon reasons that other of my friends have given me um but you know just like I've been going through like a hard time and I've just been turning every day after work I just turn my phone off and I'm not responding to anyone like it's not just you um or like a lot of people I know like start writing a text and if they get a call or a notification while they're typing and then they click and open the other thing then they think that they sent the message but they didn't and it takes a couple days for them to realize because they're like hmm so and so never texted me back and then they're like oh it's because I never texted them back so I think I would probably talk through that but then I would say like why do you why do you feel this way like let's talk to the talk about that and get to the bottom of that like you say that when you're reaching out to people they're always responding they're just not starting conversations. So, I mean, some people are just not instigators. And I know that doesn't feel great, but do you feel like people are responding like in a way that they're trying to get rid of you or that they're annoyed by you? Or like, are you having the genuine conversations that you want to have? It's just that you have to start it. And if that's the case, why does starting the conversation bother you? Like, why does that, does that make you feel lesser if you have to start the conversation? Maybe that's your superpower. Like, maybe they need to be reached out to and checked on that often. Like, you know, I think I would talk the person through in that way. I just like, I am not the kind of friend who is ever going to 
look at you and be like, you're making these terrible decisions and not taking my advice. And so if you want to be in my inner circle, like you need to do better and take my advice. Like I just, that's not somebody that I want to be friends with. I also, I'm just not interested in like changing the way that people live. You know, I think that if somebody were to come to me and say like, I'm struggling with this thing, I want to change this. I think that's different. Like if you are coming to me and asking me to be your accountability partner and you know, if you're like, I want to stop drinking and whenever we go out, we hang out, like we go out to dinner and we have cocktails. So can you make sure that I don't order one, that I don't get one? Like, sure. I'm happy to like help people out with that kind of thing. But that's very different from me coming to you saying like, hey, I feel like you drink a lot and you need to get that under control or we can't be friends anymore. Like, I'm just not, that's not what I do. I don't, I don't give ultimatums. Mostly because I like that's not how I want people to treat me. But again, it's like not everyone wants to be treated the same. So the golden rule really doesn't make sense. <laughs> but yeah, I think at the end of the day, when it comes to someone else's life, your opinion is completely irrelevant. And I promise that it will help all of your relationships if you insert your opinion less. <laughs> When it comes to like really and truly, I I do this all the time because I have friends that will specifically reach out and say, here's my issue. What should I do? And I always put it back on them of what do you want to do? What do you think you should do? What are your options here? And we always have a more fulfilling conversation that way because at the end of the day, they're going to make whatever decision they're going to make. And I am going, I am going to support their right to make their decision and live their life how they want. That is not the same as me supporting every decision that they make. So I might tell a friend, like, I don't think that's a good idea, but if it's what you want to do, you know, go do it. That's between you and God, you and the other person that you're making the decision with, like talk it out, work it out. That has nothing to do with me. Um, But what I am never going to do is say, I told you that wasn't a good idea and you did it anyway and now you're hurting. And if you would just listen to me and my brilliance, then like you would never hurt again. Because also, as we know, you will always hurt again. That is just life. I don't have a movie or TV wreck this week. Um, I'm still watching Grey's. I just finished season six. So I just finished the hospital shooting debacle and McDreamy's brief stint as chief. And I'm now seven episodes into season seven. I have not watched a movie since whatever the last movie that I recommended on here was. So sorry, I'll try to have watched something else by the next one. Anyways, thank you for listening. Hope you all have a great day. I'm not here to sugarcoat life's already a bumpy road Too much shelter causes pain, let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down, avoidance will not help you Well, let's talk it through here, me and you, let's keep it real honest